everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Boy Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, Will? Yo, yo, yo. Doing well, Steve. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I mean, not from a fancy perspective. Things are pretty bad. Um, but when you go zero RB and your your tight end is you know getting you a point and you're, you can't figure out the quarterback position and your running back suck as well, then you tend to be in problems or you tend to have some issues, right? Definitely not the easiest situation to be in. No, I would say not. It's uh, No. It's interesting because you in that league inspired me to, to you know be bold enough to take the modified zero RB approach the next day in another live draft and team I'm doing you know decently well I think I'm in like third place four and three it's a pretty tight league but and I think my overall team has worked out better and, and the running backs that have picked up have kind of been plug and play better as well. Yeah um my only saving grace is uh fourth place through tenth place are all either four and three or three and four. <laughs> so yeah, you know, like, it's pretty wide open. Yeah, two wins and you're suddenly like firmly in a playoff spot. So we'll uh we'll see what happens. Um Yeah, it worked out. I think I moved from like ninth place or eighth eighth or ninth place all the way up to fifth place this week just from being one of the few people that have won in that three and three range. Should be a blink of an eye, yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, enough about us. You ready to uh, jump into some start sick questions here? Yeah, let's get it started. Cool. Yeah, quarterback as always. Um, usually head to head. Not too often we get three quarterbacks in one question, but here we are. Heineke at Indy. Uh, Trevor Lawrence versus the Broncos or Mr. Russ Wilson, assuming he plays at Jacksonville. I think, I mean, tough matchup, obviously, against the Broncos, but I think it's Lawrence pretty easily for me here. Um Definitely not playing Heineke. The indie defense is pretty good. He didn't look great last week, you know, despite you know coming away with a win there against um was it Green Bay, right? Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite the win, I think he, you know, had a few turnovers and you know, weren't thrilled um to play him. Yeah, not two touchdowns, one pick, uh two hundred yards. I feel like he may have fumbled because uh Fantasy Pros gives him about 15 points. Quarterback 13 on the week, but going on the road in Indy, uh, I feel like Indy's going to try to control the clock, and this could be a running game on both sides. So it comes down to Lawrence and Russ, which I have in two different leagues, both that combination because of the Russell Wilson debacle that we're seeing here. Um, And I'm leading starting Lawrence here against the Broncos rather than Russ on the flip side. But it's close. What about you? I'm with you. Um, I'm not. I'm not doing Heineke. There's no way. Uh, and then Russ, you don't want to start him when he's quote unquote healthy. I'm definitely not starting him. You know, coming off of the, the hamstring injury. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with Lawrence. And you know, it, it's one of those matchups where definitely any one of them could be the one. Um, like it could if it's Heineke, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm just not gonna place my bets there, you know. So I'll take uh I'll take Mr. Lawrence. Yeah, I mean highest yardage total of the year for him too, breaking three hundred this week. Um only the one touchdown, but still good enough for QE seven. Three hundred yards and one touchdown. Yeah, solid. Yeah. QB seven. But yeah, like I said, tough matchup against Denver, but keep an eye out for Trevor because he's got Vegas uh, and Kansas City coming up, but they're both plus matchups for quarterbacks. And then the pie. So two good matchups after Denver. Yeah, there you go. Good call out. 
Yeah. Um, going to the next matchup here. Daniel Jones at Seattle. Kirk Cousins versus the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, th- this is a... Uh, it's an interesting one because Daniel Jones is pretty good for fantasy. Um, and you just you really you don't know what you're going to get out of the Cardinals in their offense. I think I lean Cousins. Um but I I don't know why I I don't know why. I think I lean Cousins yeah. just cuz I'm so stuck on like the bad name that is Daniel Jones, but you know And the and the pretty good name that has been um Kirk Cousins too, I mean, yeah. going into this year. Yeah, I just, you know, I, you know, looking at like teams that could fight back, like the Seattle offense has been interesting, you know, so maybe that's a a more interesting game where the Cardinals offense hasn't been. Um, so maybe it's a less interesting game. I don't know. I, I'm my gut says Cousins, so I'm going Cousins. Yeah, I think it's close, and I think maybe like pure pure upside. You can go Cousins. Just I think I'm really only starting him because I'm hoping. Maybe this is a 200-yard, two-touchdown Justin Jefferson game, and Kirk Cousins is going to get a, you know all of that, and you hope he can get a little bit more. Um, but he's only been you know inside the top 10, not counting top number 10, once this year. He's been 10, 12, 13, and then in the 20s. We've actually seen a little bit more consistency out of Daniel Jones. He's been inside the top 10 twice, 3 and 8, uh, but he's not been outside of the top 22, only once outside of the top 20. Uh, and he's got some rushing baseline. Uh, week six, he only had six yards, but he's been double-digit yards every other time. He's carried the ball six times or more every single game. And made double-digit carries now three times. So I, I like the rushing upside of Daniel Jones, which is crazy to say. And he's, um, you know, hasn't had a ton of passing yards, only broke 200 twice, but you know, only been under 100 once, which... It's not bad if you're getting those rushing yards. So I think, yeah, I'm going to take what I think could be a pretty good game there. And, and Daniel Jones at Seattle. Yeah, don't blame me at all. Uh, next one, pretty interesting. Dak versus the Bears or Geno versus the Giants. Who are you taking there? Yeah, another one that's, you know, big name versus a, a, what we think to be a pretty good matchup there. Um, Geno Smith, you know, decent matchup against the Giants. Giants defense has been playing pretty well, though. Um, and, and Gino, you know, outside of one early game has been inside the top 20 every week. He had that on fire stretch where he finished QB seven, QB two, QB four. Um, but then came back down to earth a little bit the last two weeks, QB 19, QB 15. Uh, and I think that is a tough New York Giants defense. So I'm definitely you know, not, not starting Gino, right? There's certain situations where you can, but I'm going to go with the upside of Dak you know, in a matchup that I think it's actually two pretty good defenses going head to head there um, with Chicago and Dallas. But I'm going to go, you know, here at home going into the bye week. I think Dallas, you know, needs to score some points there. Um, who knows? Maybe it is a run control game, but I'll take the upside of Dak Prescott there. Yeah, I think I am going to lean on that run control game script and go with Geno because of it. Um, you know, Dak was up against a terrible defense last week and really didn't do a lot. Um, and maybe that's the game plan of like, hey, have him back in alliance. He gets in the groove of things. We don't use him a lot. We rely on the run. The next week, do the same. Then you get a bye week. You know, get some rest and then, you know, 
fully healthy. You can unleash him after that, blah, 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 blah. That would be my worry and assumption. So because of that, I will go with Gino, um, who I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, the, the giant Seattle matchup could be pretty interesting. Um, and we, we've seen plenty of Gino or upside from Gino, uh, in the past this year. So, you know, maybe that, that, that shows itself again. I'll go with Gino here. All right. Um, moving on to the running back position, um, full PPR, two guys that don't catch the ball very often either. So maybe a little more limited Gus Edwards at Tampa Bay, Brian Robinson at Indianapolis. Yeah, this is a, uh, I find this one to be tough. Like I, I maybe just cause Gus had a, a big week coming back, but you can't bank on the dude getting two touchdowns every week. Um, mm-hmm. and it gets a good Tampa defense or yeah, defense. So I think I'm going to lean Brian Robinson and just the workload he's getting. Um, I do think Gus probably has more upside, uh, but I think a lower floor too, where if he doesn't score a touchdown, you're gonna be less happy with him than you would be with Brian Robinson. So I'm taking Brian Robinson here. Curious on your thoughts though. Uh, I think it's close. I, I don't, I'm not thrilled about either. Cause I think they both have pretty tough matchups, um, but I'll go Gus Edwards. I think you're banking on a touchdown from both teams. Um, and I'm more confident that we're going to get more scoring out of Baltimore than you're going to get out of Washington. I think that's the big thing for me. Both guys are your kind of first and second down running backs, um, but maybe not going to be used in the passing game very often. I worry about more uh, people coming in to spell Brian Robinson, because even though you have the passing down back there in J.D. McKissick, you are, you're also going to get um, blanking on his name right now. The other Washington running back, uh, Gibson McKissick. Gibson, yeah, yeah Gibson McKissick's going to catch the ball, but Gibson's going to get involved and he's going to get some carries on top of that as well. Um, so I worry a little bit more about the usage. I mean, obviously Brian Robinson got a ton of carries, but Indy's a good defense. Don't think the scoring opportunities are there, and maybe a little more limited. Where I do think you're going to see Gus Faith even more in. He didn't play all the snaps to start. Um, they were they were working him back into the game. I think he's going to get even higher usage, um, even though he had you know 16 carries to get a target, um, only 66 yards. But you think that should improve as you go along. Once again, another tough defense in Tampa, but I just think that offense is so versatile. It's not your traditional running offense. Um, you're going to have Tampa have to honor Lamar as a, as a rusher. So yeah, for me, it's going to be um, Gus Edwards, but it's close and. I don't think you're thrilled on either end, but ideally that's like an RB2 flex option. Okay. Uh, half point PPR here, Will. Uh, Swift, assuming he's playing versus the Dolphins and uh, Ramondre Stevenson at the Jets. Uh, I think it's pretty easily Swift here, assuming he's playing, assuming we hear you know good things from him as we go along. Um, Stevenson's obviously looked pretty good, but I... I you know, they are splitting carries. You know, obviously, had what I think he scored. He had, you know, eight catches this week. So you'd love to see that, but I don't know that you can count on that. Um, he had almost 100 yards, uh, but the eight catches, I think, really put him over the top. Touchdown really helped as well. Whereas I think you can count on something like that out of DeAndre Swift. Um, and obviously, not a, you know, not a great matchup there. The Dolphins are pretty good, but. I think if he's back, they're only going to use him if he's fully back and healthy. And you'll see Jamal Williams used, but Swift is the clear one. Whereas I think it's a 1A, 1B there in New England. 
Uh, and, and the Jets' defense has played really pretty well as well. So they, you know, it's a little more stingy of a defense than I think people would realize. Yeah, this one, it is tough. Like, I don't, Swift is the, the one that you, you know, he's the high profile one that I really want to be starting. But, you know, just coming back, Lions offense hasn't looked right. You know, I, I don't know. At the same time, Jamal Williams just fumbled. And, you know, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, the coach. Um, he's not going to be happy about that. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's no, a big problem for him. So, not going to be thrilled about the fumbling. But, you know, if you saw Hard Knocks, he did, you know, mention like that he really does trust Jamal Williams. Yeah. So I think Jamal has a longer leash than most, but still, I mean, if Swift is back, I think he's the guy. We saw them clicking in the game yeah. that he was around. And then when he got hurt there in week three, the offense did start to sputter a little bit. Yeah, fair. That, that, yeah, that's fair. Um, see, I, I think I, I would still lean the Swift side. I worry about him coming back, having a limited, you know, workload or something like that. But, Sandre Swift. I mean, he just he, if he's playing, you got to give him the ball. Um, and the, the Patriots' offense is just one weird kind of situation right now. So I'm just gonna mm. stay away from that. I will go with DeAndre Swift. All right, and uh, that moves on to our last running back here. PPR pick two and or sit one. We've got Damian Pierce versus the Titans. Leonard Fournette versus the Ravens. Kenneth Walker versus the Giants. This is a good problem to have. Um, yeah, great problem to have. Yeah, you have some uh, some real solid options here. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I should be locking in Fournette as the guy I trust the most just to get a ton of volume. Um, and I don't know, you know, these three. I know Titans run defense is bad, I think. I don't know where the other two stand. I think I'm going to go with Fournette and, and Pierce just because I feel like the Giants might have the better run D out of them. I could be wrong. I don't have the the numbers in front of me. I'll, I'll look that up while you're giving your answer. But for right now, tentatively, I'm going with uh, Pierce and Fournette. Yeah, all, all solid options. Um, but I don't know that I can sit Walker right now. He seems to be really on a tear. I mean, the last three weeks, 8 for 88 and a touchdown, 21 for 97 and a touchdown. With a couple catches and then 23 for 168 and two. We know that once um, the once their head coach you know gets going, you know, gets a guy, he will use that guy. And it seems like Kenneth Walker has earned Pete Carroll's trust and he is just, you know, he is rolling. So until we see anything change, I think you have to fire up Walker and, and not look back. Um, Fournette and Pierce is tough as well. You know, Fournette has been good, and he's really been one of the few bright spots of the offense. I mean, this last week, not so much, only five points, but he is in double digits in, um, you know, in a, what are we looking at, half PPR here. Yeah, so he's been, let's see, um, double-digit scoring just about every week outside of week two, and then this most recent week, week seven. Um, so you're, you know, happy with the production you're getting out of him just about every week, despite the offense not being great. Um, and obviously a lot of that's been the receiving game that you don't usually expect out of him. Um, whereas Pierce, uh, I'm, I think they're going to have to use him, but I am a little, I don't know. It's, it's tough to those two. He's been getting the work as well. I think I might actually sit for net here. It's until we see that offense get right. Um, you know, they, they've sputtered and looked bad. 
Um, whereas Pierce has been getting the volume on Houston, and you know someone's got to do it. And I just can't say Walker at this point. I have changed my answer as well. Um, I'm going Pierce and Walker. Um, I have the the information for you as far as fantasy points against. Um, number one being the worst defense, number 32 being the, the best defense against the running back. Um, the Ravens are the worst out of the three. Um, they are the uh, 16th easiest. Um, the Giants are next. They are the 22nd easiest. And then I was very wrong. The Titans are the uh, the, the 25th easiest, or uh, in other words, one of the harder teams against running backs. Um, so... I I don't change my answer because I definitely had that mixed <laughs> up. I will go with the Giants and the Ravens. I mean, uh, Fournette and, and Walker there. Um, <laughs> Playing defense. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, but again, like, you know, the fantasy points against, you know, the, and positional defense doesn't always tell the whole story, right? Like these, at the end of the day, three really good options, right? Um, pick the guy that you, uh, that you believe in, I guess, right? Exactly. Trust your That's board. What it comes down to. Yeah, there it is. Stupid plug. The yeah, there you go. You did it. You did the thing. Yeah, congrats to us. <laughs> um, uh, moving on here. Um, wide receiver PPR will um, Alave versus the Raiders or CeeDee Lamb versus the Bears? Uh, I think I think I have to go CeeDee Lamb here. I mean, obviously both very good options. You know, Lamb, I think you're pretty much lock and loading most weeks. Um, obviously back with Dak here. Four catches, seventy yards on six targets. Um, Didn't get the end zone, but you know, you'll you'll live with that. Eleven points in fantasy, um, and you're just banking on you know him getting back to what you expected with Dak. Um, it's good to see Olave back, but we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be yet. I think they're still TBD. Uh, obviously, seven for one of six was great, and and I think ideally you want to find a way to get both of these guys in your lineup, but. I am I'm just going to take the upside of, of Lamb here. Uh, but both of them, I think, are great great matchup for Lava as well. So I think this is a really tough one and, and one that I think in most cases you're probably playing both of these guys. Yeah, we're we're looking to put ourselves in a situation where we'd be able to start with these guys, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we are hoping yeah, to do that. We'll see in the coming weeks if we can get a trade done. Um, but I'm with you. I, I'll go with Lamb here as well. Um, but you know, echo everything you said, like no issue with either. If you, if you're in a lave, you know, you want to roll that, uh, I'd go with a lave. Um, but personally, I'd probably go lamb. All right. Um, next up we have half point PPR, Michael Thomas versus the Raiders or Devonta Smith versus the Steelers. Would this be Michael Thomas's first game back? He hasn't played in a bit, right? That's what I thought. I'm yeah. not starting him. Weird quarterback situation. First week back, you know, Devonta Smith is coming off a bye. Oh, I'm going Devonta Smith. That one's pretty easy to me, I think. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't, do we even know that Michael Thomas is definitely playing? No idea. I have heard, I feel zero news on Michael Thomas. Let me, uh, I will look it up real quick while we. Uh, I mean, yeah, even so, first game back, I don't think I'm thrilled to play him. I'll take Devonta Smith uh, versus the Steelers. And what usually is, you know, one or the other, you know, ends up getting a, you know, getting it done. So you imagine there's a good chance he has a decent baseline. He definitely does have, you know, pretty low baseline if all the targets go to the other two main targets and Goddard and Brown, but. There's a very good chance he has, you know, moderate game, or he could be the one that blows up. So, 
I'll take Smith here. I, but, I um, see yeah, any no info. I see no information on Michael Thomas. Um, he was uh, ruled out last Wednesday for last week's game, but they were the Thursday game, so he's had a lot of time off. Gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see any updates here. All right. So next up here, we have standard scoring. Don't see that too often here. Rashad Bateman. At Tampa, Michael Pittman versus the Commanders, and Wondell Robinson at Seattle. Uh, this one's easy for me. Uh, I'll go Bateman. Something you know seems to be up with Andrews. Um, you know, maybe it'll be better uh, by the game time, but for now, something's up there. Um, I am not trusting Pittman right now with uh, a new quarterback coming in uh, for Indy. So no, um, and then. Wandell's not a bad start. You know, again, we've talked about that that uh game a couple times, but when you're looking at Baltimore who uh may have one, you know, real passing option and then, you know, a, a decoy in Andrews, uh I'll go with uh, you know, that that situation over Wandell's situation. How about you? Um, I think yeah, it's tough. I mean, because Bateman, I think we're also coming off the injury. Wandell's obviously getting some targets, so I I mean, standard scoring, obviously, you're kind of banking on a touchdown um, or, like, big play. Bateman, Bateman, I see, still listed as questionable. So, yeah, I mean, until we see it with him, you know, it looks like he missed practice again today. I don't love it with him if he's not healthy. So, it's tight for me with Pittman and Wandale. I think I'm just going to go with the talent and start Pittman here, though. Uh, obviously, you know, Sam Ellinger, you know, first, you're a young quarterback. Don't know what you're going to get out of him, but... I think you're, you know, I would much rather take that risk and, you know, bank on just getting at least something. And, and who knows, maybe they end up just working the run more and Pittman can just get involved in more, you know, slower, lower passing game. But I had a feeling they're going to go downfield a little more. We didn't see it much with Matt Ryan and couldn't get much worse than it was with Matt Ryan. Right. So I think there's a good chance you see, you know, maybe almost a better offense with San Alger, not a great offense, but better offense. So I'll take Pittman here. Okay. Uh, last one here, Will. Flex, PPR, Curtis Samuel and Indy, uh, Naeem Hines versus the Commanders, uh, Damon Harris at the Jets, or Paris Campbell versus the Commanders. Yeah, don't love a ton of these options. I'm, I'm not playing Campbell. I'm not riding that um, train there. Um, and how has Hines been? I know he got, he got the injury there. Has he bounced back at all? I know he's, I think he played this week, but I haven't seen much from him. I mean, kind of, he's kind of in the same boat. You know, I'm not sure. Um, so last week he had in our half point, um, 6.8 points. Looks like he had four attempts, two yards. I don't see the, uh, the passing work, but also, you know, as a passing, you know, running back, he is going to rely on what you know the new quarterback does. So he's going to be in yeah, there more than like a JT does. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I just go Harris here. I, I don't get too cute with it. Um, I mean, obviously, neither the running backs are great pass catchers. Um, we saw Stevenson get a lot of pass catching, but I think Damian Harris is the clearly the best player here, and he's got a decent matchup against the Jets. They've been playing better, but um, I'll I'll take Damian Harris here. You know, amongst the three. Okay, fair enough. We'll move over to the uh, the trade portion of the show here. We'll start with our dynasty questions. Uh, we got a two QB here. 
uh, Trevor Lawrence or a 23 first and a 23 third? Yeah, I think the two QB makes all the difference here. I mean, you can maybe make the argument in the standard league if you wanted to shore up that position since he's looked good. But in uh, you know what amounts to be a super flex or even more difficult than a super flex two QB, I think a first and a third is a great price for Trevor Lawrence. I probably you know may want more given that he's finally showing it now. But two QB, you want those good young quarterbacks. So I'm I'm locking that in here with the uh, twenty three first and twenty uh, three third, and I'll take Lawrence. Yeah, same. Same logic. Uh, that's an easy one for me, I think. Now, All Will, right. what if, um, uh, just in theory, this this first belongs to a team that is currently 0-7? Oh, Does that change? 0-7. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough because there is some really good quarterbacks coming out in Brees Hall. Um, I'm sorry, Brees Hall. Um, Bryce Young. So, and it, but you don't, you just never know how it's going to be at the end of the year. Um, it's tough to trade that, but I guess you know in this case it's probably not a team that is zero and seven. They maybe just somehow have that first round pick. Um, it's definitely a lot closer. Um, I think I think I may still lean the Lawrence side, but the one you know what looks to be probably the one hundred one or at least the top few pick um, is is definitely pretty enticing there. Uh, I guess it just depends on what your quarterback situation looks like. Fair enough. Uh, next one here, Will. Half-point PPR. Uh, straight up, Chris Godwin or Devonta Smith? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think I lean Godwin, but, man, at this point, you know, the future looks much better for Smith, you know, paired with what looks to be an ascending quarterback in Jalen Hurts, whereas Godwin is now kind of locked in with an older Brady that doesn't look great. Uh, I think I would go Smith in this situation here. You know, rest of season, uh, I think Godwin probably has better stats just because, you know, the the passing game isn't maybe fully there. But, yeah, for dynasty purposes, I think Smith is a, a very good get there for Godwin. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really know how to feel about Godwin. You know, so younger, very talented, He's been injured. You don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be in the future. It's very weird. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I'll take uh, Devonta Smith pretty easily, I think. All right. Uh, Dynasty Superflex, Travis Etienne, Deontay Johnson, and a 23 first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor and T. Higgins. This is probably not enough for Taylor alone. Like, when I give up Taylor for Etienne, Deontay Johnson and a first and a super flex. So the first is a little bit more valuable. I don't think I would. I mean, ETN's looking really good. Uh, I don't think I would. So, I, you know, and even, you know, with that debate in mind, it would be close, I guess, in which case Higgins would easily put it over. So I'll go JT and Higgins. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy as well. I mean, it's just. You you could, you know, say Higgins is better than Deontay going forward and probably this year, JT and ETN may be close, but, you know, this year you're probably still banking on Taylor. Um, so I just don't think the first gets it done. You know, maybe you take the running backs out and you can say, you know, 23 first and Deontay for Higgins. I think that's maybe more arguable. You probably you could lean the Deontay first side that, you know, that one, but. Going forward, you know, the offense is better and, and, and Higgins is you know, younger. So 
you may make that argument without the running backs, but yeah, I just think it's too much with the running backs involved. Okay, and then uh, two more questions going into the world of redraft here. 10-team PPR, A.J. Brown for uh, ETN and Amari Cooper. That's a tough one. I think I probably lean the ETN and Cooper side. Um, one of the few times I would take the package here. I mean, ETN gets a boost now not having James Robinson on the team anymore. Um, Cooper is inching his way closer to getting that you know, top-level quarterback. Hopefully, we'll see when he comes back. Um, AJ Brown looks, you know, like a bona fide stud. But if you really need running back, I think this is a good downgrade from Brown to Cooper to get that ETN uh, running back. Yeah, I'm with you 100. Um, percent ETN is ascending, and and that's a good thing to have on your team. And I'm okay taking that downgrade from you know AJ Brown to Amari Cooper to pull that off. So yeah, I'm right there with you. All right. And then finally here, 14 team PPR redraft. Debo Samuel and Ezekiel Elliott or Cortland Sutton and Alvin Kamara. This is one where I, I think the the size of the league actually impacts me a little bit here. Because um, looking it over, originally I think I wanted Zeke and Debo. I didn't want to do the downgrade from Debo to Sutton with the rust issues and everything else going on. But then in a 14-team league, you know, it's very rare to get your your top-tier running backs, and that can really make a difference for you. Um, so I think because of that, I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to go with Kamara. Um, I want him on my team. He's a, a big difference maker in such a big league, and, you know, I, I'm more secure with him where I don't want to be worrying about Zeke every week, and, you know, he has a down week, and Pollard has a good week, and what's that going to look like moving forward, and... I just don't want to play that game. So yeah, I'll take the Camaro side. How about you? I'm interested in your opinion here. Yeah, I think it's actually really close because I do like the the Zeke, um, you know, the the schedule going forward, obviously coming up on the bye soon. But uh, schedule looks good. Obviously, the team got better in San Francisco at Debo, but maybe that takes some of the usage away with McCaffrey there. Um, whereas, you know, Colton Sutton, I think, you know, vibes are down a little bit because Russ isn't looking great. And, Alvin Kamara, that that team, the offense isn't looking good overall, but you know he's still a stud. So I think this is a pretty fair trade if you need to win. Maybe right now the Zeke Debo side makes more sense, but I think in the long run, for especially in a fourteen team league for the end of the year run, Kamara and Sutton makes more sense just because running backs are so valuable in that deep of a league. That makes sense, and that uh, that wraps up the the trade portion uh, and the show in general. Will, do you have any uh, closing words there? Yeah, good luck, everyone, uh, as we get closer here to uh, Fantasy Bowl playoffs, man. We're going into week number eight, which is crazy to think already. Um, halfway through the regular season. And uh, always make sure to get those flex Thursday night players out of the flex and into your starting lineup. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, good luck, everyone. Uh, tune in next week. Another waiver show, another start sit show. And until then, trust your board.